Hello! Welcome to Nostalgia Nights, episode 18, I believe. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not even gonna look it up. It's nope. Fine. <laughs> Welcome. We're just two ladies talking about emo music, album by album, talking everything, history, memes, the music, etc. My name is mm. Brittany, and I'm here with my sister Shelby. Say hello. Hello, virtually again, sadly. I know, hi. Today, we're talking about Armor for Sleep, which, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you don't they... know, get out of this pod. <laughs> Just kidding, stay. <laughs> they are the most emo band of our whole life. <laughs> uh, maybe not the most, but they're very up there. Yeah, yeah. They're just like true, true, true emo rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was like truly feeling when I was listening to this. Because when I was listening to it, I was like, what genre is this? You know, it's like not pop punk. No. It's not pop rock. No. You know, it's like this is truly emo. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. like East East Coast emo. Yeah, that's true. Of like the mid-aughts. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we're talking about what to do when you're dead today. And for preface, yeah. this is, you know, your favorite band of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, we did with Britney's birthday episode when we did oh, The yeah. Academy Is. Uh, for my birthday, we've decided to do Armor for Sleep because they are one of my favorite bands of all time. And we've already covered all time, well, And we've already, co- <laughs> we've already talked yeah. about um, Cobra Starship. So... Wanted yeah. to give Armor for Sleep the most underrated of underrateds, honestly. Their time in the spotlight, because as an underrated myself, I know. <laughs> as an underrated emo myself, <laughs> we just need our time in the spotlight. So yes. I'm really excited to talk about them. <laughs> yes, me too. Well, we like to start off with music history, so take it away. Okay. Armor for Sleep is, because they're active again. Um, yes. <laughs> technically. Um, ben Jorgensen on vocals and guitar. PJ DeSecchio on guitar, lead guitar. Anthony Delano on bass. And Nash Breen on drums. They've been the same four guys mm-hmm. their entire career. So another band that that has been kind of like unique for. No lineup changes. Nobody dropped out. Everyone's mm-hmm. Peach Keen, Jelly Bean. Totally. Yeah. So Ben started Armor for Sleep in New Jersey, and PJ Nash soon followed in, and they signed to Equal Vision to release their first full-length, Dream to Make Believe, mm-hmm. um, and What to Do When You're Dead is also released on Equal Vision. So they broke up in 2009, but then regrouped to play Bamboozle in 2012, and then regrouped again to play the 10-year anniversary show of What to Do When You're Dead that we went to. And they're re- they regrouped again, or going to regroup for 2020, because they wanted to do the 15 year anniversary show in 2020, oh, but yeah. it got postponed, obviously because COVID. <clears throat> to this year, 2021, I already have tickets to one of the New York shows. Probably gonna buy the ticket to the other New York show. You know, might as well. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> and they're not going to anywhere. They're not going to Seattle, right? For like that 15 year show? No way. <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't even go to there on the 10 year show. It was because you were here. Yeah. Anyways, a um, little bit about them. So, What to Do When You're Dead is their second studio album, like I said, on Equal Vision, released February 22nd, 2005. So, this is like truly the emo time. Mm-hmm. So, if like mm-hmm. all the other bands we kind of yeah. talked about are like coming out at this time or hitting their peaks at this time. And so, obviously, this is a concept concept album from the lead singer, from the lead characters, kind of like death slash suicide, I guess, trigger warning, mm-hmm. uh, and their kind of journey through the afterlife. Yeah. We love a concept album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. Ben said that he wrote this album, like, dealing with his first breakup and, like, touring for the first two years, so obviously that's why it's, like, emo as hell. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and the singles off this album are Car Under Water, Truth About Heaven, and Remember to Feel Real. And the some of the awards, so it peaked at 101 on the Billboard Top 200. So, like, right halfway. Nice. 
And then it peaked at number one on the Billboard Heat Seekers albums. And then peaked at number eight on the Billboard Independent album chart. So actually not bad. That's pretty cool. Um, and then we've seen them like so many times, obviously, because they're one of my favorite bands ever, ever of life. Um, obviously, I still see them <laughs> today. In the, um, so we, we saw them for the first time. And was this the first time at Warp 2006? I think so, yeah. Um, them and TAI played back to back. Oh my god, that was the best. That was the you best because that was also your first warp tour, like our first warp tour together. Yeah, you know what's funny too is that like that whole time was just so emo because like I don't remember like what stage they were on, maybe like a Hurley stage or something. Yeah, but there was a stage and there was a tiny, tiny stage next to it. Mm-hmm. So then it went like arm one of them. I think maybe Academy is first. I don't yeah, TI first. Academy is first, and then on the tiny, tiny stage, My American Heart played. Remember? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, oh my there, god. But. Oh, dude, I didn't remember that until you just said that. That, that's al- a whole... that album is pretty good. Yeah, I was like, that's a whole good album. Yeah. Um, Hiding Inside the Horrible Weather. Yeah, yeah. and then Armor came out. Oh, that was the best, though, because then we didn't have to move. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. We could just keep scooting in, you know? Yeah, oh my god, that was so good. Oh, that was, like, one of my most cherished memories, honestly. I know. Yeah, and then I, I like loved remember it. that so vividly. Yeah, and I loved it because when we saw them kind of jump forward in December 2015, when we saw Armor for the 10-year oh, tour, yeah. it was in the same weekend that we saw the Academy is for their yeah. 10-year tour. Oh my gosh, just always together. Yeah, dude, it was the best. And then didn't they, we didn't see them when they <laughs> toured together, but they did tour with the Academy is at one point. I think I think so. And I don't know why we didn't go. No, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, we went to Warped in 2006. And so then the next time we saw them was March 2007th when they um, toured with Under Oath. That was the like, Taking Back Sunday show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It was Armor, Under Oath, Taking Back Sunday. Like, they, that was the bill. Wow. Dude, yeah. For Louder Now, I think at that point. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember we met them. Well, we met them at 2006 Warped Tour. We met them again yeah. at that 2007 show. Um, and then we saw them again in 2008. That was when we saw them at Marquee in Denver with Sayosin, The Blood, Fear Before the Bunch of Flames, and Meriwether. Oh my gosh, I remember Meriwether. They had like an EP or something, right? Yeah, and then I don't know if yeah. whatever happened to them after that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, and then we saw them again in March of 2008. So, like, literally a month later at the Black Sheep. Hey, hey. I think that was the same tour, but they just did, like, a one-off show. Because it wasn't any of those guys that came uh, to the Black Sheep either. No, I don't think so. No. It was, like, I don't even know. I don't even know who what opened for them. Probably no one. Um, but, yeah, that was iconic because the Black Sheep is, like, in our hometown. So... <laughs> literally 30 minutes away and that was just the best um and then we went to uh in august 2008 so 2008 was a big year um went to project <laughs> project revolution but like the show before project rev outside know? of the venue project Rev. <laughs> we saw them they were one of the headliners i think of that right but i don't think armor was a headliner i think they were like super in the beginning because i remember when the doors opened and we just Mm. like ran to where the stage was and like uh got like first row and then like we were there for them and then saw the rest of it you know because then we met we met we met them again or ben there (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so i remember that show so much because we were front row yeah Mm -hmm. um and we were like going off like we were like the only people going off at that Uh uh-huh when we saw them or whatever and I remember we met them and like I don't know if I'm dreaming this or whatever but like uh I was just telling them I was like telling Ben because like I had this huge crush on Ben ew (laughs) just like I'm cringing about it um (laughs) I mean like he's great and wonderful but like you know it was just my teenage crush at that point teenage cringe yeah yeah um (laughs) so yeah no I went there and I remember telling them, I was like, oh, my God, you guys are, like, my favorite band. Like, came just for you, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. they, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I noticed you were, like, really, you knew all the words and stuff. And I was like, mm. yes, dude. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Armor is my life. That's so funny. 
No, I feel like I actually feel like I remember that. I don't think you dreamed that. Okay, I think cool. That was real. Okay, awesome. <laughs> that was that real makes life. me feel good. <laughs> um, and then that must have been the last time I saw them because they broke up a year after that. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah, I never saw them while I was in college. That was basically the last show. And then we saw them, 2015, 10-year anniversary tour at Webster Hall in New York. And then I'll be mm-hmm. seeing them again in November 2006 at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. And probably November 5th at Irving Plaza. But yeah, should we get into it? Yeah. Car mm-hmm. underwater with time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I love how this like CD opens because of like... It has this like little, like you know, little dreamy sort of sound, or kind of like sounds like you're like going underwater, you know, with right. a little like guitar riff. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I love how it starts because, and then like you know, his soft little vocals of like believe the news, I'm gone for good. Because uh, because then I just love how it, like just like ramps all the way up, like you can't pull me up from here so don't try no yeah it's very like you said the intro is like i thought it was like very like ethereal ghost yeah there you go that's a good description and then yeah it just like pops off dude and it pops off to this day dude right like this is why i loved seeing it in like when we saw the 10-year tour because i Mm. All the other times we saw them, I think that they put this somewhere, maybe just at different parts of their set, mm. you know, because, like, wh- by right. the time we were going to see them, like, Smile smile for Them was out. So oh, yeah. They were, like, in, they wouldn't start with this always. Um, right. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. I have, like, vivid memory. <laughs> when we saw them, <laughs> when we saw them uh, at Webster Hall. So, and, like, before Webster Hall has been renovated, it was this tiny oh, little room, oh. like, right in the front. So that room yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's so crazy. When we were there last for whatever, I don't know. <laughs> um, I remember that it was all different, and I was like, oh, man, oh. memories of armor in this weird small side room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were there. You saw it when we went to go see Taking Back Sunday? Or no, no, um, the starting line. Oh, the, star- the starting line, the starting line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, It's like this fancy little bar now, but it was just such a like grunge little room. It was so weird to me, dude. Yeah, oh my god, because like they would obviously start with Car Underwater, right, for that live show, and Mm -hmm. when it just pops off, I'm like, oh my god, I was already dying after the first (laughs) song, and I was like, oh no, the first half of this CD is like amazing. The line, "What hurts more is I would still die for you." is so emo (laughs) like but these lyrics are like i feel like part of the reason why this song is like still so iconic to this time because like yeah i didn't care that you left and abandoned me what hurts more is i would still die for you i'm just like who writes this anymore no one (laughs) literally no one can write this yeah like yeah there's like no like overly emotional almost over dramatic songwriting like this anymore which like is crazy but i don't know it just works it just works for armor you know i feel like if it does though. Uh, it, if it was anybody else like it just like would be too much if ben's voice was like whiny or anything it would be too much like yeah it just really fits yeah oh my god no that's a good point because like mm-hmm. ben's vocals like they're ver- they vary during the CD, but they're never yeah, yeah that like whiny, which I can't even think about. Why did like like Austin Knight from Waterparks? He's not very whiny, but he has like a high pitch voice. So if like mm-hmm. he sang this song, it would be uh, a hell of a lot different tone. Yeah, love the drums too in the bridge. Like there's a lot of like rolling drums in this CD. Yeah, that's what I had that down to the there's like these drum rolls mm-hmm. that come from uh the bridge into the last chorus that are like so good you know yeah yeah um and the music video oh my god i was like cringing. <sighs> <laughs> the music video dude like first of all this jacket is a tragedy 
<laughs> no, that's like literally what I said. I was like, Lamalda's jacket. I've always hated it. <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> not okay. Um, I couldn't really like get into like the weird transitions of him like going up to the camera and like stepping away. I understand creative choice, um, but I also think it, at the time it was like an, an it was like a t- a thing in like video making to like how can I make transitions more unique or like Mm. different or whatever yeah um so you know product of the time but no that's literally um, what i said i was like the transitions and editing of the early 2000s yeah (laughs) oh yeah other than that you know cute (laughs) yeah i think they're i think they're in dumbo like at the part where he's has the white jacket on because you can see the bridge Mm -hmm. in the background and it kind of looks like that area Uh... i could totally be wrong also um but that would make sense because they're like from Jersey so um and then I just like little the the honestly the pic of whatever him and the girl I was like that looks like a pic of like with him and a fan (laughs) (laughs) which is always the worst (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah like zero romantic vibes but I was like all right truth about heaven I love this song. Whenever Dude. it comes on, I'm just like, oh, my emotions. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It's very, very high on my favorite armor songs of all time. Yeah, and I've always just loved the concepts of, like, this song, this album, which, like, you know, we'll talk more about, too. But this song in particular, I think... Just the lines with, like, I came down here to tell you it rains in heaven all day long. Mm-hmm. And I want to find you so bad and let you know I'm miserable up here without you. It's just such an interesting perspective mm. from, like, you know, the spirit and ghosty side <laughs> of, like, everything. You know, where, like, yeah. you sit here after you lose someone and grieve them and feel the miserable feelings and stuff like that. But it's an interesting f- perspective Mm. to hear it from the other side and also interesting because like when you you know when you're the um one that has lost somebody and etc people always tell you like oh they're in a better place or they're at peace now or whatever and it's funny because like this song and these lyrics like really flip that and are like no i like you know miss you and want to want to be with you and etc etc yeah no i highlighted those two lyrics obviously because they're timeless um i love the way (laughs) this song starts like because i think like i was listening to it today just like headphones and just like you know being enveloped (laughs) in my emotions but i think the riff of this song is just so unique yeah that going into this like guitar riff going into like the slide and the drum roll and I don't know just musically it's just so unique to me um that like Mm -hmm. i feel like Mm -hmm. no one else really does this nobody else really sounds like this or had ever sounded like this Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and i think it is like the staple song for armor like if i'm gonna introduce armor to somebody i'd put this song on there like yeah it's a single but it's also like kind of deserves to be one because it really just represents them as a band yeah and like to that too i think it's perfect a perfect mixture of armor and a single like this Mm. could have been like really 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 Mm. popular like i think that it could have even been on a rate on the radio you know because Mm. it has like that kind of quote-unquote poppier pop punk quote-unquote um Mm. feel to it more than anything else on the album true and you know it has those simple like not simple but like straightforward lyrics of like the I came down here to tell you it rains in heaven all day long and I think that a lot of people would be able to relate to that and hold on to that mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just like the perfect armor single yeah I also love the um lyrics I trade in forever just to hear you say the sound of my name yeah I also like the lyric like don't believe that the weather is perfect the day that you die I just like that lyric too I think is like so unique and just like sticks out to me Mm-hmm. No one's writing these metaphors, bro. Uh, the music video, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tra- uh, and... Carter Water and this song are just fucking yeah. amazing songs, but the videos are yeah. just, like, not it. 
Yeah, I cannot with Ben on the fucking car. <laughs> like, it's too bad. Stop it. It's terrible. I hate it. And, like, although, like, I do like the concept of, like, yeah. being ghosties, you know? <laughs> Me but too. I really just, love like, it. Too far. <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't need to be in there. <laughs> Like, why couldn't they have just, like, put him in the car, but she doesn't, like, know he's there or whatever? Yeah, that would have been such an easy (laughs) fix. (laughs) Like, what? No, he has to ride on the back of this car, like, stroking the window pane. Oh, lordy. (laughs) And then then I was also like, oh, they also couldn't keep the girl for, like, continuity's sake? Because, like... Yeah, it's just two blonde girls, right? Or No, the girl in Car Underwater is brunette. Oh, gotcha. Oh my gosh. Also, her outfit when they were at the grave, or when she was at the grave, like in the very, very beginning, mm. was like the most early 2000s outfit I've ever seen. Oh my god. She was like wearing like flare jeans and like <laughs> just like a weird like blouse type thing. I don't know. It was hilarious. <laughs> but, anyways, um, I don't mind the them playing on the house thing. Oh, yeah, no, that was cute. Yeah, I like that. But I also like when she, like, finds the little armor man. I was like, oh, cute. cute. So then I'm like, okay, so in this alternate universe, was, like, Ben still in armor and then (laughs) he died or, like... No, I think it's just a sign, you know? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then I love at the beach where he's like sitting there like way off in the distance or whatever and i'm like well ben's like who's this motherfucker that looks like a walmart brand version of me i literally just died for you <gasps> oh my gosh true oh my gosh yeah when he like has the face like what the heck yeah i was like oh my god great a acting by ben jorgensen yeah seriously <laughs> the best acting ever that was hilarious scene yeah dude, that part is also just like slightly too much it's amazing it's amazing because it's too much but also i remember being like so jealous of this girl like you know she has a picture of her kissing him in like her little room thing or whatever they cut to in the beginning oh yes 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 yeah oh my god and then at the end because like you know the lyrics slow down and it's very nice and peaceful and then he comes around her and was like singing to her while he's doing that oh my Mm -hmm. god i remember in my like fucking like 15 16 year old soul that that was just too much i was (laughs) i remember like crying to that video because i was like oh my god that's like amazing and i want to do that to me and i'm so jealous that's too much dude i'm really outing myself right now it's pretty bad yeah anyways remember to feel real go ahead well i think one something i don't know if i said this in truth about heaven but this these songs are having really good transitions I think this album mm-hmm. as a whole has really good transitions. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the guitar in this, the little, like, like that riff. I also love that this is giving me, like, harder vibes because they do that really well, but I don't think we're, like, ever recognized for that. Like, this and then the next two songs, like, kind of just kind of have that similar harder vibe that I think we're really, like, they kind of took this vibe and cranked it up for Smile for them. It's, like, just darker. But yeah, no, I love the lyrics, like, waste all your time he- waste all your time with me, I know I'm a mess right now. And the nothing's here for me but you. Like, I love that slow, and then they give, then he um, builds into the scream, which, again, they're really giving me, like, earnest desperation, really, like, mm-hmm, emotional mm-hmm. vocals, but not whiny, again. Like, he, it's just, like, hard and earnest. We talked about someone before who is a really emotional singer. Probably Gerard. Yeah, maybe it was Gerard. Who, yeah, they kind of have, like, the same, like, emotion, but it's not whiny. It's not, mm. like, no offense, Pierre Bouvier, you know? Yeah, it's their own unique voice. To this day, I do not understand the you figured me out like a leaf in the wind lyric. <laughs> <laughs> that lyric always reminds me of you. Because <laughs> um, I remember you, like, not liking it or being like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know. I still don't understand, which is fine. I'm okay with not understanding. 
<laughs> that's probably just a me thing, but you know, whatever. Should have asked um, him at the ten year tour. I know. Should have. <laughs> oh yeah, because I met um, him at the ten year tour again. <laughs> I, th- I forgot did to you say really? that. Yeah, dude. That's a picture of me. I'll post. I'll post it on Instagram. It's a picture of me then okay. with the post picture of me before and how it's oh, been like you know. Hey, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much at least 10 years, <laughs> probably like 15 or 16, and I was like, yeah, 26 in that picture. Anyways, yeah, I like you said, this is this song is just like super hard. Probably one of the hardest songs on here. I think the, the music video really reflects that, too. You know, it's yeah. just like simple, them performing with like nice colors and lighting, you know. Oh, yeah, I love, um, I love these lights. All time low used them in Time Bomb, and I love these lights. They would just make it a good lighting. But that this was, I like that this video was just them performing, no concept, just mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. bringing it back to their roots. Because like, yeah, I think a third concept video just would have been too much. <laughs> yeah, I really think that you know, with the whole concept of this album and everything, I feel like one, there either could have been more videos with like concept. Or it could have been, like, a whole thing with, like, a video for every song. But I think that they needed to, like, mature a little bit more creatively in order Mm. to do that. So I think that, like, it works for just, like, the album. But, like, I think it, it would have been a few more years until they could have really made, like, a good what to do when you're dead, like, concept visual album, you know? Oh, totally. Like like how Fob did with the Young Blood Chronicles, right? For Save Rock. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to do it well or it just comes off like kind of like the other two videos. Like, oh. Yeah, and there were just like too many like not good choices in those music videos to like continue to make a whole album yeah. in, 2000, in 2005. Yeah, but, no. Nobody's yeah. really ready for that. And it's fine. <laughs> That's true, too. Awkward last words. I don't know too much on this, but I really like the slow, like, guitar intro and stuff. It's, like, one of the first times you can, it kind of, like, comes down, you know, from everything. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, just pops off. Dramatic, emo. I think that the this, this song was also an interesting point in the whole story to where, like, it sounds mm. like the main character is, like, regretful almost of, like, their mm. decision. Um and is kind of just like chaotically figuring it out yes very nice i agree but yeah another good transition yeah the opening guitar riff i was like this is really the sound is very like early aughts mid aughts east coast emo Mm, like it's very mm -hmm. like them take back sunday brand new but yeah i guess that makes sense too like the the out of time and i can't breathe told you not to believe in me love that lyric and I love the bridge of this song too. And it has like, this is also the first time it has like kind of like weird backing vocals of like the ooh and the lyrics like, uh, mm. I never had the gift of holding on to you. And it just like keeps mm-hmm. repeating that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, first time like they're really kind of like layering stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, and then that kind of comes back again, like at the mm. last song. Anything else? Mm-mm. Stay on the ground. Yeah, I kind of forgot about this song, honestly. Really, I think it is one of their really underrated ones because I think this is mm-hmm. a, like a really good song live. Because I also love the guitar in this too, the guitar and the drums. Like I don't know, they just have a good way of like doing really, really hard, and then it goes like kind of tapers down in the vocals, and then really, really hard again in the chorus. I remember this one specifically from like the ten year tour when we saw them. Uh, Cause like everybody was like going, like the mosh pits were opening up <laughs> to this one. Yeah. And again, I love Ben's like uh, screamy when he like when he's like can't mm. get it, get it, get it right, not holding yeah. on to the thing here. Yeah, you definitely can get like some of his like kind of punk influence in this song more than any of the other ones. Yeah, his vocals are very interesting throughout this whole thing, huh? It's very. I feel like it's almost like experimental. In, like, Dream to Make Believe, like, I think it was pretty, like, standard vocals throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But now, but in this album now, he's, like, 
trying to figure out like his voice a little bit more and like try new things and stuff oh yeah totally and i love this song because like the bridge of this song is like a little breakdown kind of um the put your heart on your sleeve and watch me pull it down Mm. oh i love it i love it yeah the song goes like really hard um and then the way it ends like i don't typically love a fade out you know i'm typically Mm -hmm. anti-fade out of a song um but i just think that this fade out works really well given the vibes of like the next song a quick little flight because it like continues the flow i don't think i like fade outs because like usually it's like a fade out and then it's like not a slow song (laughs) or not something that like continues that vibe so that's why it always feels so like weird and chunky to me in people's albums and it like disrupts the flow but like this it like it's almost as if the song stops and then they go that and then it goes on with like some of these like vocals like kind of like ghosty haunty vocals into a quick little flight and i'm like okay this is still like keeping the vibe yeah speaking of really the slowest we get in this and the slowest we ever get in this album to be honest i've always really liked this song just because it's like just short simple you know i thought it was really interesting like an interesting choice that they made to make this song all like electronic music vibes instead Mm. of like using like the band of instruments and stuff um i think it kind of makes it like a little bit more whimsical Mm. um and again ethereal because like i think this song particular is supposed to be and i think it's since it's very in the middle of everything it's like kind of the transition i've always related this song to like the album artwork too and in my head like this uh this song could easily be like an animated like music video or something like i just see like animation like in my head it's very much the anthem for the armor floating man (laughs) no yeah that's nice yeah i agree i just always love this as like a little reprieve honestly in my youth i would skip it a lot because i'm like and they played this live too like at the 10 year anniversary show as well and i was like okay i need this because all the other songs like pop off so the more you talk the less i hear um i honestly forgot about this song too but i remember liking it a lot and i was like oh pop off Um, (laughs) i don't know it the i feel like here the album starts to get just slightly like more melodic here here and there in places and so Mm -hmm. like i think the chorus really captures me yeah Yeah, it has like that like little bop yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah Mm. but and then also it has like a little like rain moment oh my god dude (laughs) fucking yes (laughs) i was like okay my bloody valentine by gc vibes (laughs) love that and it was interesting because i don't think it went too overboard either it came in and then like it faded out pretty nice which I thought was clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, oh my god, I fucking love the rain sounds. (laughs) (laughs) When it's raining outside, there's a storm cloud on my back. (laughs) Trying to keep me away from you. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. like I said before, like just this uh, with other things that they've like, whether in their song or video or whatever the fuck, like it could be so cheesy of them, but it wasn't. Totally. It was, like, really mixed well within that part and, like, how the sound, like, of the song sounds in general. So I'm just, like, it's, like, the perfect vibe. And then I like when it transitions out. It's, like, the mix of it is interesting. Like, they mixed Mm -hmm. that thunder or whatever back into the guitar and it It just has, like, a nice little flow again. I totally agree. It could have really, really easily felt cheesy. Mm -hmm. But I think it was done pretty well. I also love the bridge. Again, it's amazing with, like, this, just the build and then Ben screaming, like, I scream till I bleed, I scream stay away from me. Mm. Just, like, raw emotion, dude. Yeah. Into the best song to ever exist, ever in this world. I know you love this song. I know I love this song. (laughs) It was definitely my MySpace name, definitely, for a long time. Like, little black hearts, basement ghost singing, black hearts. With my song being, like, hearts. Yeah. With my uh, my song being Car Underwater or Truth About Heaven. I flopped between both of those. 
makes sense. No, yeah, I I honestly really do like this vibe. And this song is, like, such a different vibe from, like, the whole rest of the album. Mm-hmm. And I obviously love the concept. Yes, dude, um, concept. And, you know, the whole, like, line of I sang a song to you through the floor to reach you upstairs. It's almost like in this point of the story and of the of the main character's like journey Mm -hmm. that he is finally settled in a little bit Mm -hmm. like he's less chaotic less like trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what happened how he's supposed to like move in the world now or Mm -hmm. whatever it's definitely a little bit more like okay i'm here in your space like calling out to you still but now there's this barrier a little Mm, bit mm. and for the first time he's almost like okay with their barrier he's not trying to like break it down or get past it he's like i don't know in the acceptance part of grief a little bit the even the i miss you more than you know but even time makes you move on yeah i also think too even just as you're saying that like because in my brain, when I've always listened to this song, and I fucking love this concept, it's the most dramatic ass shit I've ever heard in my life. But also, it really is. I really want to be a basement ghost singing. Because um, <laughs> I, I just love the desperation of like, I hope you know that I'm down here just for you. Like, oh my god, yeah. when I got to see that ten year tour, I was like, oh, it was magic. It was magic. Because mm-hmm. always in my brain, when I listen to this song, it's always been like this weird music video in my brain that's like. Um, you know, they're, like, in a literal basement, but, and they're just, like, you know, you can try and, like, yell or scream or sing through the floor, but, like, I'm thinking, too, like, is it also the fact that he could probably feel the other person, like, being farther in their grief, and so then their Mm. pain is also alleviating? Mm Because I love the um, lyric of, I thought I heard you call out for more. I know that's Mm. crazy. And then the lights are off and I'm lost again. So, like, you know, they're, it's like they're leaving and they're not always there or whatever. They're, like, moving on in their life. So they, they kind of feel the pain, too. But, yeah, I don't know why yeah. I just fucking love the song so goddamn much. I was just listening. I just, it takes me back, honestly, to being in my room on my bed, like, just listening to the song over and over and over again. Because it's so good. It's so underrated. This song just encapsulates my love for armor for sleep at the very end too i actually kind of like the fade out of the music because the music gets like really muffly Mm. and so like it sounds like muffled music like coming from a different room or from the basement or whatever i was like okay creative choice (laughs) love this (laughs) Um, And then, honestly, in my opinion, I thought Basement Ghost singing Into Walking at Night Alone and to I Have Been Right All Along Mm -hmm. have had the most seamless transitions out of everything. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, this is the literal same, like, notes of Basement Ghost singing Into Walking at Night Alone. Yeah, to where, like, you hardly know that the song is changing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walking at Night Alone, thought. You know, with the music has gotten heavier again from Basement Ghost singing, but I think that there's still a mm-hmm. a vibe of the main character being like, "Okay, I'm here with you, and we're together, kind of, and mm-hmm. it's okay." Instead of like so urgent, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of thought the transitions kind of like tied into that too a little bit, to where like all of this part, all of this stage in this story is all coming together Mm. more and coming together way more um uh seamlessly to make it feel like it's less abrupt and more i don't know what the word is just more coming together in all yeah there is like a settling down but it's like sad because like that i love the line the like if this is if this is a dream maybe you'll stay with me just stay with me please stay with me like when he sings that i'm like oh my god i'm sad yeah and it's like he's addressing the person yes can you please keep talking to me now like tell me all about your new friends yeah that too yeah it's like i think it is like you know from basement ghost into this song like the other person's kind of like moving on 
making new friends, not maybe talking to them as much, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like natural progressions of things. But like, yeah, this whole album being from like the dead person's perspective, like we don't like it's heartful or sad for them because like the whole course is like the don't leave me alone, like pleading. I think going into I have been right all along is even like more into that acceptance because like he's like, you can't turn off that you're dead. You just deal with it. Mm. I always love the lyric that is. Uh, I've got this feeling I was put here for you. I think that goes in a couple different ways because it can go into like the human perspective of like, yeah, I got this feeling I was put here for you in like the sense of like, you know, I was meant to be in your life and like whatever, but also in the same way of like being in like the spirit perspective of like, okay, even after death, I feel like I was put here for you. And even in a spiritual way, like I was put here to be with you even after I was gone and even after everything like I'm still trying to help guide you in in your life it says a lot in in the one line too you know oh my god so true that is one of my favorite lines too probably of this whole cd as well I think it's interesting too like the basement ghosts walking at night alone are kind of like slower and then this is like kind of the last fast not heavy but like mm. faster poppier so it has like the vibe of truth about heaven yeah, it's like the last little, like, I feel like last little, like, love song. Like, genuine love song. Yeah. All the other ones have been kind of filled with, like, regret or, like, emo about it. Like, But, like, this one, to your point, is very much, like, more like, yeah, this is truth. I'm here for you in, like, whatever capacity. I now, mm-hmm. I, it's like they're, like, I now understand that. Um, and then the end of the fraud. Yeah, I think that, you know here it's like full full acceptance because even at the start of the song it's like i'm leaving something about like i'm leaving for the second time now or something Mm -hmm. um and so he's kind of finished his journey i guess his goal but also at the same time it's still sad (laughs) Mm -hmm. because the there's a lyric that goes now i think now i think i believe that i was never alive in the first place they never Mm. heard one sound out of my mouth i feel like that really gives off a vibe that like he kind of figures out that the people that he was living with and died for Mm. ended up not being the greatest Mm. and is almost like learning a lesson for himself now and I think throughout the whole album there's like a slight air about it that kind of tells us that the Mm. person that he's talking about or is wanting and yearning for isn't perfect or like isn't the best and um so yeah i think coming into this song it's more of like a lesson learned for himself and just himself not for anybody Mm. else not for the person that he's been yearning for this Mm. whole time but he's really found the acceptance in himself and you know can leave now for again the second time yeah i think it's really interesting and it's like a lot to unpack in like a grief sense and a death sense and like all that kind of stuff it's just like a very big life lesson and and to have it end the album like it just kind of makes it all come together and you're kind of like whoa you know yeah i love that it's like really huge and like theatrical Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. like it starts off slow but then just like goes hard the whole way towards the end like this random gospel singer person and like <laughs> just r- riffing vibes in the back and like underneath the don't believe that the weather is perfect the day mm. that you die i just like lyrically mm-hmm. they're taking it back but also yeah. that line kind of has a different meaning in this song versus truth about heaven because like underneath totally. this kind of like lighter it sounds like like the sound it gives me is like the 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 gates are opening up and you see the light mm. shit you know yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah totally on t- onward it's like it reminds me honestly of the last song in Hedwig and the Angry Inch oh yeah where the big H mm-hmm. comes out and it's like bright and Hedwig is going towards the H yeah no it just makes me think of that kind of like that release that like final protagonist is like done for now and can like Mm kind of move on it was like it was very feeling kind of like you're saying you're stuck because of that like distance you felt with the protag and the person who they were like singing longing for it's like the whole cd is very like 
longing, desperate, earnest, just pain. And then it's like this one finally is like just like a lifting of that. Yeah, that exception. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah. the don't believe the weather is perfect the day that you die is like a, just like a reminder of like, oh, but like in an accepty sort of way. Not like truth about heaven where it's kind of like lamenting about it. Yeah, and I think that it's very interesting now that I think about it. This song is such a closer and an mm-hmm. end to this concept album mm-hmm. where I think sometimes with concept albums, they could kind of like, they kind of like leave a little room for like these characters to come back or for this char- concept to come back a little bit or drift into like the next album or whatever. But they did a really good job at just like making these songs that concept album and having this song be a really good just finish to it all mm-hmm. i don't know it was just really well done truly i think they mastered the art of the concept album it's true videos could have been slightly better but you yeah. know definitely but i don't think that's you... totally their fault <laughs> yeah you win some you lose some so <laughs> yeah but as you know we really are stuff on a nostalgic scale from timeless to nostalgic or whatever we decide one hodgepodge together so what are you putting what to do when you're dead i would say it's mostly timeless maybe just a little bit nostalgia because i'm not sure how well this song and the sound would do in like just the music scene nowadays i think it would actually work pretty well but it lacks some melodic features here and there. So, like, it's less catchy, quote-unquote, mm. to um, the popular ear, you know? Mm. Um, but I think this album is still really fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and it pops off. And it's, re- and it's unique to Armor and to the time and to, like, where they come from and um, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's still an important album to introduce to like younger people and um to show them truly what emo is mm-hmm. and you know videos nostalgic yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> nostalgic and cringe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i don't even think but, they want to talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but other than that i think that this album is you know really great and i think is timeless in in its sound and it's everything else and of course obviously i can appreciate a very good concept album that did it really well you know it takes you on like a literal journey when you really sit down and listen to it and i really Mm -hmm. love that oh that makes my heart warm that makes me feel proud (laughs) (laughs) so proud i'm so proud of them um so yeah so i said obviously timeless um, I listened to this album in full on the regular, so, <laughs> um, but very nice to come back to it. It was one of the ones, like, initially during lockdown last year where, you know, it was, like, it was two weeks in the house and I was already losing my mind, um, <laughs> but, like, uh, and I was going back to CDs for comfort, and this one was, mm. like, one of the first ones I put on because every song is amazing. It's just an album. I love the albums that I can go back to, no skips, and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. vibe and feel, like, all these emotions presently, but, like, memories of past times, and I don't think it will ever not be timeless to me. I don't know why this album just, like, means so much to me. Definitely mm-hmm. one of the albums that we've covered so far that means, like, so, so much to me. And this band just meant so, mm-hmm. so much to me. Ah, I can't even, like, describe with words. I don't even know. It's just, you pro- you just know you know. If you know, you know that feeling of, like, your favorite, favorite band that will just never mm-hmm. die for you. Ugh. Yeah. Armor is them. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought they deserved, they deserved just so much more. I agree. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm happy that you know they're still here. I'm happy they came back for me in 2015. I'm happy yeah. that they came back for me this year. And you know I've seen Ben on Instagram posting some stuff from mm-hmm. the studio. So I don't know. I'm not yeah. gonna try to get ahead of myself. But I was like, oh, that'd be a time if you know Armor were gonna give me anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So I'm excited, no pressure, because I will continue to come back and just do the 20 year yeah. anniversary of this album and oh the gosh, 25 yes. year anniversary of this album. If I ever have children, this will be an album. I'll do 30 year anniversary of this album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will always come back for them. I just too think like, you know, as we've talked in like some of the bands that we've gotten the pleasure to meet over the years, and we talked about Yellow Card and like, um, Yellow Card specifically, but like all these other bands we've gotten to meet, like Armor. I just we mm-hmm. met them so many times. Every single time, they were just awesome, amazing, mm-hmm. nice guys. Yeah. Like really, just valued like the fans that were there for them. Because yeah. like every time we met them. It wasn't like, you know, we were meeting all time low and it's like a fucking hell long ass line yeah. and you got to like fight all the fangirls and all that stuff. It's like yeah. it started being too much at the end of the day. So I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like with Armor, there was never that many fans. I mean, kind of sad and good. But there was like never that many fans mm-hmm. for them. Um, but they just like always deeply appreciated like everybody yeah. who like came out for them so like i always wanted to show them absolute love i think i've been front row for them every time i've seen them it's just another band that just like i felt appreciation at the time when i like wanted to and like was in the mix of it all so mm-hmm. i don't know they'll just never die for me yeah thanks for letting my heart bleed out Shoot. for my birth <laughs> <laughs> gosh seriously yeah, thanks for going on the emo wave with us. Yeah, man. Woo! 30 years of emo-ness. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh, yes! <gasps> crazy. Dude, crazy. Um, I'm literally an elder emo now. I mean, I always know. have been post-25, but... But yeah, and also, you know, let us know what you think of the pod and armor and this album and just, like, any memes you have of this really wonderful band. Um, yeah. If you're going to the New York this- show, hit me up. Yeah. I'll be there. And we're on Nostalgia <laughs> Nights and ITES for the nights basically everywhere. So come let us know. And yeah, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back soon mm-hmm. with other things. <laughs> yeah, other things. Another other album, things. another playlist, whatever we decide. <laughs> yep. Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye.